say I didn't warn you. Greetings, ladies and gentle monsters. I am your host, Immortal Brando, and I am joined here today by my fabulous guests. Uh, we're going to discuss um, horror movie remakes and reboots. Let's start from the top. Uh, Renegade, if you could talk, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm a dying corpse, and I'm about to talk about horror movies. If I sound like I'm six feet under, it's because I really don't feel that well, but I'm gonna power through and see if I can give my knowledge on this. All right, all right. Divic, my man. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about movies this time instead of uh, talking shit about video games, so feels good. Yeah, it's something, something new, something different, you know? Yeah. All right, and Cuddle Tom, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Tom. Um, been a horror fan for a long time. Glad to give my input on this. All right, all right. And to um, start things off, uh, I've got to open it right, dog. Question number one. Damn, you didn't uh, even let me introduce myself, Randall. Oh, hey, Drill. You're quiet over there. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm drilling and I'm pretty excited about this today, even though Randall, I feel like Randall purposely skipped me. I don't know who you are, sir. Uh huh, sure. All right, uh, let's start this off. Um, well, um, let's see. What's our initial about horror movies and remakes? What's your initial thoughts on um, the notions of horror movie remakes and reboots? Well, I guess I could start off. Right. I mean, I don't mind them remaking stuff if they actually do something new and different. As long as as long as it's not just shot for shot. Like, I mean, we remember like the Fly movie in the 80s. That's a remake and more people remember that. And both films are completely different. Like one yeah, like, like, Same thing happened with um I think the thing uh with John Carpenter. Like more people remember that over its the original um source material that was based on yeah the thing from another world i think mm -hmm. but yeah it's nice to have two films that are at least different from each other because at least you can appreciate them for different reasons and then compared to something like psycho and like the 90s i think where it's just shot for shot it even uses like the same music mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah honestly as for rebooting stuff I mean, I don't mind them rebooting stuff if there's, like, a good reason. Like, if they just write themselves into a corner. Like, with Halloween, like, they had so many crappy sequels that there was probably no way they could follow up with it. So they had to just start over. Or at least... Oh. Or at least just erase everything. Well, in fairness, though, they started over, like, three times. Of course, you have the um, original set, the numbers. Number set, and then you have Halloween H2O, which is sequel to the, um, Halloween 2. And then Resurrection. And then you got um Rob Zombies verse. And then now you have the new John Carpenter verse, which is a direct sequel to the first movie. Ironically called Halloween. Yeah. Which that kind of irked me, but that's probably probably another question. So I'll save it for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, to get my thoughts on this though, but I'm fine with reboots and remakes. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna look at the same logic that I do for video game reboots and remakes. So long as it's done right and the time it is right, because um certain things don't need a reboot unless that that series has been dormant for X amount of years or it actually really needs one. Because um either the series rolls up to the corner, 
much of their sequels or um there's nothing else they can do with it or want to do with it for that continuity so just start over no that's for reboots for remakes i'm fine with them but it's just like video um video games though i want them to be as faithful as possible while adding something new adding new flavor to it a good example is um my bloody valentine the the remake that came out um back in 2013 i believe 2012 something like that. 2014 i think i'm not sure yeah so that movie itself was a really damn good remake of the oh you know, it was original. 2009 my bad wow that's old so yeah like, that was a good movie um a good remake of the original while also changing things up and adding some new stuff to it while of course changing the setting given the the movie took place in like the 19 was it 80s 70s something like that so mm-hmm. i'm all for i'm fine for remakes and reboots so long as it's done right and has at least a you know good foundation and has a good reason for you know having a reboot and or remake yeah, I think that's the most important thing. They need to have a good reason to do it, not just a cash grab or, you know, we've seen too many of those movies. Exactly. In fact, um, the most recent one I could think of is the Wrong Turn franchise. Um, they rebooted it into the new one called The um, Foundation. Now, the movie itself is actually not bad, though, but the formula... The ironically, the foundation of Wrong Turn does not exist in this new reboot. It's just a completely new slate. Makes you wonder why reboot it. Just make it a sequel to the old continuity. Just have it have a different premise. Like there's no yeah. reason for them to reboot the old series. I, that great feel like, sucked, but still. I feel like it probably would have been could have just been its own film, but they kind of needed. They put it the title on there just to attract old fans. Most likely. Does anyone else want to go for question one? I mean, my whole thing with like reboots and stuff is they can be pretty neat. There's a lot of remakes like that have already been mentioned that surpass kind of the original. Um, and then you have weird situations where I think something like Funny Games. I think Funny Games was done by the same director about like twenty or thirty years apart. Uh, he just wanted another crack at making the movie. Um, kind of goes into what everybody else was saying is like different perspective, kind of a different look, a different um, focus or a different way of shooting it, you know, almost, almost like a different genre. Um, You know, when, and and yeah, like you, you, when you don't do something like that, you get something like the psycho remake, which that's kind of has its own merits for its own, like weird exactness that it has the original film. Um, But you know, remakes, reboots. I mean, at the worst you can get with something being rebooted, if it's something really beloved too, is like, oh man, that sucks, but at least I still have the original. That's that's kind of the way I look at it. That's honestly the best way to look at things because, yeah, yeah, like if it sucks, it's still there. Like, especially if it holds up pretty damn well, even by like 2021 standards, right? Yeah. Like, just go and enjoy that. Yeah, you know, like uh, the the thing remake that came out, which was the the second one, not the first one, the the sequel reboot remake, whatever. It's a prequel, um, actually. Yeah, prequel, prequel, sequel. You know, Cash Cow the, with the same guy. name. Really, yeah, enough. they got CGI yeah. and all that kind of. So the intention was a reboot, but yeah, it's, it is a prequel. Yeah, um, but with the CGI stuff, that that was kind of out of their control because they were forced to agreed. do it. No, agreed. But, yeah, but uh, the point but, is like the quality of it is not as good as the original. Yeah, and yeah. the thing is, it's like that movie ended up being terrible. So I was like, okay, well, that sucks, but hey, at least I still have the thing 1986. 
Yeah. Also, like we got other movies like um the Black Christmas um subsequent yep. remakes. The most recent ones, easily the worst one we had. Oh uh, wait, the twenty nineteen one. Yes, the one that I regret watching. Uh, yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is another example where you have about three or four different remakes of the original movie anyway, and they're all in varying quality. So it's kind of like, well, at least I have you know this version kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like say, uh, look at um, Chainsaw Massacre films. Yeah. Like personally, I am not a fan of those movies, but I did enjoy the the origin and the remake of the first movie a lot. Yeah, I think those yeah. were more up my alley than the original ones. So like, you know, different strokes for everyone out there. Um, anyone else want to go? Renegade. Uh, yeah, so my initial thoughts on this notion is that I am kind of divided. I I feel mostly the same as you guys. Like, I don't mind the idea of someone taking an older concept and recontextualizing it for the modern ages and doing different things and trying to do something unique with it. At the same time, it really depends on how it's done mostly horror movie remakes they have this quality stigma behind them of hollywood just doing them for brand recognition and constantly pumping them out um personally i think that the main thing they should be doing is trying to go for either uh better quality or trying to do these things where it's interesting new takes on the genre that's never been seen before uh that's why there are some of them that are really really good and there are others where it's clearly like uh the grudge 2020 that really didn't need to exist and it was lower quality than the original movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. so that, that's how i feel about it mostly um trying to swat a fly next to me but you get the idea i, I think that they can be done right in certain instances and then other instances they are done where it's clearly just for the money and i think the worst part like drill mentioned was well i think someone mentioned it studio interference once they took someone's idea and butchered it and they had no choice but clearly it was a lesser movie than the original <laughs> well said uh well we have a um new um challenger uh Aaliyah Love uh um introduce yourself madam if you can talk mispronounce that name again all right on purpose Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right maybe she can't Uh, talk right now so who knows uh, well my uh, silly thing is being silly there we go oh Uh, there she is hi I'm Aaliyah Love as mentioned on the last podcast, go watch it. Um, I am a former hardcore industry person. I also do Asian music, journalism, and graphic design and all that fun stuff. And I'm a huge horror nerd, so. Ah. <laughs> Nerds, I swear. Um... At least I'm not a wannabe, you know. At, what was it last week? You said Blackanese? okay then uh clearly i have bad influence i'm sorry about that anyway uh alia you want to go on the first question with number one and what you think about horror movie remakes in general in terms of like the idea and how you were introduced to them 
So mine was uh, the Night of the Living Dead remake was actually my first one that I recognized as a remake. And then I also watched the English version of the Toy Box uh, horror movie, which we don't talk about that one. Um, the original Japanese and European versions of Toy Box are much, much better. Uh, and so it's very 50-50. Uh, many times studios just turn them out and just throw them into theaters just to make some money because people are wanting a sequel or something. We see that a lot with the Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees movies. So sometimes they can be really good. But then sometimes they can just be shoved into theaters and be money grabs that are total pissing contests. Excuse the analogy there. But sometimes it really feels like it's a pissing contest. Oh, this person put out a remake for this horror movie, so we have to put out a remake of our horror movie. No, you don't. But okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyone else want to uh, chime in on this? No, no. Going once, going twice. All right, sold to the person cut in half. All right, All right number two. Uh, I, I can read this one off. How do you feel about the idea of you cannot remake or reboot a horror movie franchise that is already perfect? Um, <laughs> honestly, though, I don't necessarily agree with that notion because, well, nothing will last forever, nothing will age well. Like, you can have the best movie franchise in the world, right? But if it's aged by, like, say, 20 or 30 years, so it doesn't look good, you know, for whatever reason it may be, though, I think it maybe you could just maybe reboot it. But again, it's like you need the right people in the right hands to actually, like, you know, recreate something that was already good or perfect, I like people say, you know? Yeah. Like, nothing is, like, cannot be touched forever. Though. I feel like, no, eventually, like, it should be retouched to get a new, well, I should say new audience, just reinvigorate the, the brand in question. I will say uh, the most recent one where they've actually like done it really well um, and reinvigorated the fandom was the remake of The Ring recently, which The Ring isn't even that old of a movie, um, but they remade that and it actually turned out pretty well. So I, I think, you know, if done right, there is absolutely nothing wrong with rebooting a so-called perfect franchise. I do see a lot of horror movie elitists, especially interacting with us on Twitter. And it's kind of just like, uh, that's no, no. Uh, I I could have nothing but love for the original, but I will still get hyped when they do announce a remake because that means new fans are coming into the series. And even if the remake is absolute dog crap, which it happens a lot of times, there still are people that'll come to see it. And like with uh, House of Wax, even though the House of Wax remake wasn't very favorable for some people. They people did go watch the original one, and heck, they even included the original movie on the Blu-ray release of the remake of House Wax. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where the perfect series being rebooted can be a really good thing. Yeah, Hilton really tried in that movie. I actually have a side question though. Once we're done here, so um, you guys go ahead. I'm Devic. Oh yeah, no, I was saying, how dare you? Paris Hilton tried her hardest. Damn it. Okay. She was no. Um. No, I agree with the sentiment. Like there, there is nothing that is perfect. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm the old man in the Discord. I'm the one that's always saying like, oh, Dead Space remake, blah, and you know, yelling at the kids on my lawn, kind of a thing. But like, there really is nothing that is perfect, and there really is generational gaps of films. It's hard to watch some older stuff. I can get that. I don't expect people to, you know, watch something like Possession, for example, 
like the original version of it because it's a slow movie and it's very hard to get into. I like it because I grew up in an era where I watched that kind of stuff. Um, it yeah. may not jive with other people. The same thing kind of goes for, and I, this is blasphemous, but like same thing kind of goes with the thing. The thing opens very slow. It's a very 70s, 80s movie. It's got a very particular style to it. So I get why people wanted to try to bring it into the modern era. It wasn't a successful way of bringing it into the modern era. But um, I think if the right director comes along, the right people come along, you can make a great product. Um, I know it's not a horror movie, but I Blade Runner is one of the best things that I think has ever happened. <laughs> and uh, I never thought that there could be a sequel or remake to that movie. And I was proven wrong and I was happy I was proven wrong. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, if it's bad, if it's terrible, it gets people introduced to it and maybe they'll go, hey, you know what? That was really bad. You know, the, the thing was really terrible. You know what? I really want to see that John Carpenter version, see how it holds up. Like getting just a couple people to do that. I, I think that's kind of worth it. Yeah. But um, the word perfect is showing subjective. Because like for me, like um, I, what I consider perfect is that, you no, know, even with its flaws, it, it's not enough to kill the enjoyment of said product, you know? That's my definition of it. So everybody's going to be different with that. Yeah, I, I feel like people are very just when they like something a lot and the studio decides to remake it, there is that reservation of, OK, I really like this product. I don't want them to mess this up. So I think that's the initial criticism. However, it's not like they can't remake it and make some aspects like really good. There's a lot of horror movies out there where I really enjoyed what the remake tried to accomplish. Like, uh, take a look at Dawn of the Dead, for example. Uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake, they made significant changes to the zombies and how they act and run. And there are people out there saying, well, I don't like running zombies. It's not thrilling to me. It's not entertaining. And in my opinion, I'm like, that's probably the most menacing fucking thing they could have done in the past couple of years with that genre making zombies even more intimidating than they were before uh so it's all like different strokes i think you can take something that was already good and expand upon it that's probably the main goal to see how remakes are turned out at the same time i i do feel like um there is a lot of restraint with how uh hollywood tends to put things in the ground and not allow creators to do certain things and overall that could probably kill a movie either way i'm excited for it it's like alita said uh she said that there were new audiences getting into these movies and that brings more money and that brings more attention even if it's good or bad sometimes that could be a win-win for the franchise in general the only thing that's highly subjective is if the movie is really good or not, and that's just all opinionated at the end of the day. Yeah, of course. But of course you're gonna have your um you're gonna have objectively bad movies like Oh of just absolutely. pure quality on its own. Absolutely. You, you're gonna have the lesser quality remakes and the lesser quality films in general that really didn't do better than the first one. I, I guess that's where the sort of reservation lies in the fan base. Can they do this more superior than the first one? And there's going to be that constant comparison. However, at the same time, uh, there is those people that do enjoy these remakes. It's, I know some people that can't even go back and watch like black and white movies. Like the original thing apparently was like black and white and call something else like 
thing uh, from thing another from plant another world yeah thing from another world uh yeah, and it was a uh it was a big plant monster is what it was who was um it was like a very boris karloff kind of dude in a suit it's pretty funny and, and i want to mention this like some people just are like I can't relate to this generation. Sure, they probably made good movies for people back then, but I can't personally watch it because I feel like this doesn't appeal to me, and that's fine. I, I feel like if someone is willing to go back and retroactively say, hey, this was cool, maybe I want to go back and check something out in the past, or hey, maybe this wasn't for me in the past, I'll stick to this, and this is cool for my generation, that's totally fine. I think um, it's not related to this topic, but... I think James Gunn mentioned that Jaws, he didn't see that in theaters. That was like a little bit before his time. And he said, well, that movie was so great that the recognition made me go back in the past and watch it anyway. And the theaters really didn't define if I love that movie or not. I just watched it on my own. Turned out I liked it. It was a great shark horror movie and that was it. So I think the same can apply for remakes in that situation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, anyone else? Anyone got any insight on this question? Which question was it? Question two. Or number two. You got a document open? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it just depends on the film. Film. Mm -hmm. so, I don't think anything's not. I mean, I don't really think every any everything's like not untouchable. There's gonna be a flaw somewhere. I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of a perfect series. Like you could say yeah. close to perfect or maybe like excellent, um, good enough to recommend, but in terms of perfection, there's always like something, especially with those movies that didn't age well, you really start to see like how the movie doesn't look all that great compared to movies now and how certain things just sort of stand out or mistakes were made like Evil Dead with the boom mics and everything. Uh, and they probably don't have that problem with the remake, for example. So oh, yeah, yeah, mainly because the Evil Dead was kind of low budget. Yeah, so kinda. so. Well, well, mostly <laughs> low budget. I mean, they made that on a shoestring, but still. Yeah, which is a bunch of college students who made it. Yep. I mean, on the other hand, though, Saw was made on an incredibly low budget originally, and somehow that actually is still stands up today especially compared to the newer supposed remakes that they've had out of well, saw that are no longer sequels well with saw's case though like um, the, the way that movie was made was different from um say evil dead because evil dead was shot in like multiple areas in the woods for, and whatnot and how his camera's action was dynamic and whatnot versus saw like literally most of the movie took place in one room, one room. you have yeah. your few exception areas which you don't see much of you just see you know quick shots going to the next scene and be done with it you know so it, it was just it's on how you make the film and really and what you have to work with that's, that's my assumption as far as movies that don't hold up well that um got a remake exorcist oh my gosh uh yeah. oh. look back at that and it it hurts. I, I used to love it, and now I watch it again, reback, like watch it again now with friends who've never watched the original, and they point out stuff that I never noticed because I had those rose tinted glasses on, and then I'm like, oh, oh, this is bad. Ironic. That's how I feel about the first Evil Dead movie. I'm like, no, it's not. 
you know a bad movie based on what it is it's just like it's hard to watch it considering how its quality is comparison to like say you know later movies well we're in luck but, because they're also remaking the exorcist as well well isn't that a sequel though well yeah i don't know how david gordon green is that his name or whatever i don't know i don't know how he does it it's like they're sort of retooling the franchise, but they're sequels. This happened with Halloween, except he went back and decided, hey, everything after Halloween 1, that never happened. So it's kind of weird, like, the way he does movies. I don't know what you would call that, to be honest. He likes to I mess with the timeline more than Marvel. Guess to yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say one more, one more thing on this before we you know move on or just while it's fresh in my head sorry um I, I used to be a guy that was very purist with horror movies and just film in general like you know if you didn't watch the classics like things like citizen kane or you know you didn't appreciate things like singing in the rain or you know you know what i mean like the really big staples it would be like horrifying to younger me but like as i've gotten older and i've rewatched some of that stuff i get it i i get that i don't know if it's a combination of attention span or or what have you whatever the reason is like i I get why people do not want exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Boomer thoughts for a very long time up until recently, <laughs> where it's just like, you know, if, yeah, you know, you don't like the, uh, you don't like the original, you know, last house on the left. Yeah. Fuck it. All right. Whatever. I can't, you know, I'm going to like it, but I can't force somebody to like something. So. Yeah. And I get that. I have a friend who actually recent was like for a long time like that. And he still watches the originals and stuff, but ironically the series that got him to break from that mindset was of all things paranormal activity which i can't i can't watch it i i hate those movies but he's like no no come watch it and then he started watching like remakes and stuff and giving them a chance and i'm like dude of all the movies man to break you of that why <laughs> for sure um i guess we can move on though but i actually have a side question all right. Um, do you guys think that the fandoms can make or break a uh, remake's reception or reboot reception? Yes. Yep. We saw uh, that with yeah. the sequel to Conjuring recently. It freaking it's kind of did good in some countries, but for the most part, it bombed because people were still mad that they remade it in the first place. Mm. I, I also feel like there's a, a bit that you have to, have to account for because, like, when um, and I'm pulling a non-horror movie here to just for a fan-based demonstration, but like you look at Watchmen and all the people that were like, oh yeah, I'm so excited for this, blah, blah, blah. You get that opposite yes. effect where people are getting in on it and they don't really know what they're talking about or really kind of have an idea. They're just like, it's the whole uh, FOMO effect. Um, and then the movie comes out and it makes no money. So both of these things are bad. <laughs> yeah, because if they don't support it, but they say they loved it, then it's like, what is the point of even continuing on from there? Because most people, like, I will say 99.9% .9 of producers, when they make these sort of remakes or whatever, they're thinking about continuations or ways to spin it where we want to continue on maybe like a remake sequel or reboot sequel. How do we do this? So they're looking at that specifically. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the reason why I ask though, because you know sometimes you no know, a movie can actually be a remake or a reboot, whatever can actually be good. It's just it doesn't get the love it deserves until maybe years later. 
you know, as a that might be exaggeration though, but a lot of cases it's true. I think so, also, I, I think mm-hmm. I saw horror movies. Uh, they have that sort of original stigma of cult classics. Like maybe people don't like it in theaters, but later on, they start to appreciate it a little more. That can't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's what happened with the the thing remake. Is it was panned. I, mean, I remember Roger e, Roger Ebert. And you can look it up online. Was slamming the movie as was every critic at yeah. the time. Um, and I think it was released in the same week E. T. came out. So like having really nice cuddly alien with you know blood splatter, rip your chest open alien was kind of like <laughs> not good for everybody. Yeah, that was actually the reason why I want to ask that question though, because no, yeah, like you said, that movie was not well received, you no, know, by a good general audience. And you know, like you mentioned, some of the reviews destroyed that movie, right? Then you fast forward like 10, 20, um, 30 question mark years. And then, yeah, like it became a cult classic and everybody loved it. And then, of course, you got your prequel remake type thing, and it's out, and you know, that regenerated like interest into the movie. So, yeah, like stuff like that happens, and it's quite incredible, I must say. But, um, I guess we'll move on to question number three. Hey, Brian, did you read that all? Sure, no problem. Let's see. I have to get the document, my bad. What are some things that can mostly go wrong with horror movie remakes or reboots in your opinion? Cite your criticism. Oh, um, this is probably the most obvious one. I will say age rating. Because um, you know that movie um prom night? Oh the, my God, I the, the new one or the old one? The new one. Yeah, I'm talking about age rating. Yeah, you know, the new one is freaking PG thirteen, while the original was R rated, I believe, right? Yeah. And it's quite yeah. noticeable because all the kills were like cutaways. And then yeah, they was... released uh, the rated R version with extended scenes when they released the DVD and Blu-ray, which mm-hmm. made no sense. But yeah, what's kind of ironic is that the original Prom Night was going to be PG, so they added in more gore because they thought nobody would watch a PG rated horror film. Well, and if I remember when Prom Night came out, was it Prom Night was 70s or 80s? I it think. was 80s. Because okay, I, I can't remember if the PG-13 rating had been established at that point. Because like, it was, um, it was it after was, Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. it was after Gremlins. Temple of Doom, right? Okay. Because uh, remember, PG used to be like, like Jaws is PG. So like, we're, <laughs> there's a pretty huge gap between, you know, what a PG movie is, what an R movie is. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's like, yeah, later in the 80s, they uh, established NC-17 for things that were, you know, rated R, but too, a little too much for mm-hmm. people that were, you know, around that age for the R ratings. The ratings are really confusing. And then they established PG-13 as well. But yeah, the first PG-13 was in 1983 with Red Dawn. Which, that is another remake we could have discussions about well 1984 actually might uh, uh i have not seen that movie i know where i heard of it to now so eh. oops go wolverines but yeah usually they just do that so they can just get younger audiences in the theater and then just sell the uncut version later because it's all about that box office. And if you look at the remake of Prom Night, it actually did really well box office-wise because there were so many teenagers going, hee-hee, I get to go see a horror movie. Yeah. 
doesn't make <laughs> it really good, but it, it does work from a marketing perspective because they get more mm-hmm. butts and seats. And generally, teenagers are the general audience that goes to movie theaters because it's considered the one of the rare places that they can actually go on dates without their parents going and freaking out. Yeah, I didn't have a car, so it was the only place I could, you know, make out with all those girls I made out with. I mean, yeah, yeah, that. Well, when I worked the movie theater in middle school, people did a lot more than kiss, and we're not going to get into that. Well, then. This is not a real-life horror movie, all right? This is not. (laughs) You you can find all that on Pornhub. Don't worry. It's gross. I'm just saying, that's generally where teenagers go to hide and... (laughs) To get white stuff? Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. It's ectoplasm. It's from a ghost. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's a haunting. <laughs> um, I agree with the PG thirteen sentiment. Yeah, it it is to get butts and seats, right? It, it's lowest common denominator. You get those people off the fence that won't watch a hard R. Um, and while you can still make a really good horror movie or horror movie remake, even without hitting that hard R, it's if your original content is something like you know the Evil Dead, where where people's heads are popping off and people are getting their skulls ripped open or whatever. And you tame that way down, you're, you know, it's a disservice kind of the original and it just, the product becomes what it is. It's, yeah, it's a see, product, right? That's where I stand as well. Like your original one was clearly not meant for a PG-13 audience though. So why dumb it, dumb it down? Because that's, that's why I don't like PG-13 horror movies, at least um, non-original ones, because some of them are actually pretty good. This one I watched um, some time ago. Uh, I forgot what the name is called though, but there's a scene where a kid gets killed by a scarecrow and he turns it into one. That that oh. was PG though, but it was pretty graphic, non-gory PG um effects. I think you're and talking I, I about like scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes, yes, that was it. It was PG thirteen actually. Yeah, yeah. It was, I know it was PG thirteen though, but uh, it was a it was quite explicit without showing blood and gore. Which is um I think it's pretty cool. But when another you have one, um hmm? I was gonna say another one that successfully did that um was Trick or Treat, actually. Somehow that was originally rated PG thirteen and made it in theaters, and I don't know how the heck they got away with that. Yeah, also, right? uh, that movie does the way I remember it is not PG thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, there's a little bit more exposure than what you would expect for PG-13. I don't know yeah. who they sucked up to to get that rating originally. Oh, yeah, because well, when it came out on DVD, the rating was changed from what it was on the poster. And I'm like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I also, yeah. I also feel like a remake focusing on the wrong things kind of really can kill something. Like, I'm you know from the people that i interact with on the discord a lot of people know that i'm the kind of guy that's like i like the simple concept of something like alien or jaws like when you expand on that concept that's when it starts to get boring and uninteresting so like unnecessary yeah like prometheus and alien covenant which aren't strictly remakes but like the latter half of alien covenant is basically a remake oh my god um it's just it's not i don't care It, it doesn't i don't i don't care it's not interesting. It makes it boring. If anything, I don't care about the black goo or the engineers or explaining the space jockey. Like, give me simple concept and run with it. Or Tremors when they remade Tremors recently oh, after they stopped God. doing sequels and they went into like an hour and a half of like monologuing about the history. And I'm like, Hurts if we're soul. here watching this trashy remake, we've already watched the other ones. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I do definitely agree with that. But um, what, I guess one thing I could say that I'm neutral on is them changing the concept of the original. Like, let's take um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and I guess maybe Friday the 13th the, um, remake. Um, uh, for Nightmare on um, Freddy, what went from a child killer to a child molester, you know? Um, that didn't sit well with the fandom. Now, personally, I, I didn't care, per se, because both are still bad. You know, it still involved kids in some capacity, as fucked up as that sound. But um, a, lot, a lot of the fandom did not care about that, and that was one of the reasons why um, the movie was critically planned by both um, critics and uh, general audience. I feel like in that case, they were just being extreme for this case, to, for like the, just to be extreme, if that makes sense. Like, there was no reason to make that change whatsoever. I feel like somebody was just bored in the boardroom and was like, you know what? Let's make them a molester instead. The thing is, the molester thing was there from the beginning. If you look at how he acted with Nancy, I'm your boyfriend, and then the phone turning into the tongue thing, um, that's oh, the subtext has always been there. And I think they just kind of pushed it back for the for the original series just because it was... You know, it was 1984. Maybe audiences weren't quite ready for that. Well, interestingly enough, the subtext is what makes it interesting is because you can make these assumptions about yeah. Freddie that he's a he's a molester, he's a pervert, he's a weirdo, whatever. But then when you just come to the audiences and go, he's a child molester. Uh, it's kind of like, oh, all right. I mean, we kind of already well, knew that you didn't need to scream it in my face. Well, Wes Craven wanted him to be one, but I think because of something... I think because of something that was going on at the time, he went against it because I thought, I think he thought it was in poor taste. I also well, just realized that I screamed at that in my apartment, so I apologize. Um. Well, around we also got to take into account, and this does kind of go into that subcontext and that blurry line of if they should have changed it or not. You got to think um, when the original film came out, like that was around the time the peak of like massive amounts of teenagers being kidnapped and shit really kind of blew up back then. So I can kind of see why he would change it if that was his original intention, because especially with a rise and things like that happening, that kind of makes the you know world a little uneasy. I think a big part of the problem was that by the time the remake came out, Freddie was, Freddie was a hero. People liked him. And then yeah. to have him turned into a molester, well, you can't cheer for him now. So, yeah, of course people got mad. Yeah, and I still have the figure from right before the remake. Um, one of the earlier pop figurines of him, like, from that era where he was considered a hero. And then the remake came out. And I, I remember a lot of people, like you said, just straight up throwing out their merch and stuff. Because they were like, okay, this, no, I'm good, bye. <laughs> and especially when you make that much buildup, like you said, to turning them from being what they originally were as a character into, like you said, a hero of sorts, that kind of throws off everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Ring, anything else said? Uh, no, I, I think you guys pretty much covered what was on my mind. The, the only thing I, I don't like is when some of these remakes and reboots that they do, um, they're like lesser than with the story and lore and characters and all that stuff. Because, I mean, I think Nightmare is a great example. Uh, Jackie Early definitely tried, but 
I think that he was not as great as Robert because there are those expectations going into a remake where can this thing or this icon live up to the original? And I remember people were saying that about Chucky as well. They didn't like the whole robot idea. They weren't all for it. I know there are some diehard people that really enjoyed that reboot. At the same time, you know, Mark Hamill was great and all that stuff, but I think some people mostly prefer the original and how they did the voodoo stuff and everything, which is why they're going to flock to the TV show that's coming out sometime in October. Yeah, yeah I mean, the was, thing... Uh, Chuck was the... earlier all about um, supernatural stuff, so when you took it away and had in, like, modern futuristic stuff, that's literally just a complete divergence from the original. The thing is, yeah. the 2019 film was just made to cash in on, like, the resurgence of Chucking. And the fact is that Mancini didn't have anything involved with it. It's just that I think universe, I think it was Universal that had the rights to the first film. They had the rights to the name of the first of the child's play name. So if they want to do something for Chucky, like whoever owns like the Chucky character, they cannot call it child's play. Yeah, I think the doll also looked terrible compared to the original of like i'm not sure what the hell they did with that face but it just looked they said they use like revolutionary doll technology and i just did not see it i, I thought well, it looked do it griffin yeah it, it was, looked pretty bad they were trying to when if you watch that uh behind the scenes thing on the dvd they were trying to make it more child friendly for some reason um well but, i could get that considering it's a child's toy but you know yeah. And that's why they brought in the bear variants and everything. And I'm sitting there like, I, on one hand, I understand that. But part of the appeal of the original Child's Play was that the doll was unique. And it wasn't exactly the cutest thing ever. Like, it kind of gave you, like we mentioned earlier, a little bit of subtext that, hey, something weird's going to happen. Um, whereas a lot of people went into the theater seeing this cutesy doll, knowing it's a horror movie and something's bound to happen. But going, oh, nothing's going to happen too early in because it's all cute and stuff. First of all, go watch the original Child's Play, please. This is one of those movies you need to watch the original <laughs> to completely understand the lore. Uh, second of all, it didn't, like I just said, it didn't need to be cuter. We didn't need to make Chucky cuter. Um, like, I don't understand that. Yeah, so, I mean, there are those philosophies and principles where it's like, you can change things, you can tweak things, you can alter them. There's just some things that maybe you shouldn't change just to remove it and put in this new idea because there's going to be that sort of reception where it's like, now this is not as good as the original. So I don't really relate to it at all because they didn't put in the effort to make it interesting. And there are those moments in some of these horror movie remakes where it's like, yeah, Chucky looks terrible compared to how he used to look in the originals. So there are those creative liberties that are great. And then there's others where it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop. <laughs> yeah, not a true. Um, yeah. Anyone's got any um, insight to add to this? Uh, once. Well, well uh, one quick question is, what do you what do you think about like the whole studio interference thing? What happened with like the thing, for example? 
Oh, honestly though, like more times than not, studio interference really just kills the um product because we see that Warner Brothers is a good example of that. We saw what happened with their um DCEU stuff, and then yeah. or, like you mentioned, the thing um with the reboot. So like yeah, I think depending it's a case by case though, but in particular in horror movies though, I think it hurts more so than helps. Like let the creative um team fail themselves rather than you no, know, you guys stepping in and then you guys are stupid for ruining this movie. Yeah, I was gonna I really say another... want to see the original event horizon. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, on another note, I think uh going back to the child's play remake i think it's something and i think somebody actually mentioned this um someone owning the rights to the chucky name and then someone else owning the rights to the child's play name makes it very very hard for a single studio to try to put together a true to form project when they have to run around in circles and be worried about more so getting the copyrights from this studio that studio and the other studio in order to even do it, instead of focusing on the end product, they're focusing on paying people. Well, this leaves one advantage that one studio has. Um, they have the characters or characters of Chucky, just they cannot use use the name Child's Play. But that's fine because um, if you know Child's Play, you know who Chucky is. So just put t- Chucky in the title, and then there you go. You know, you got your audience right there. So yeah, at least it's it's a smart way to go around it. Well, I imagine if Friday the 13th had that same problem. Just, um, you can't use the name, but you can didn't use the name for title. So, like, they have that problem season. for a while? Like, after yes, part, part 8, they had to use the name Jason? Yeah. Yes, because, um, was it Paramount um, owned the franchise originally, but they sold it to New Line, but they, yep. they still had some rights of um, the original movie and the name, I believe. Yeah, so, they had the archive rights and the copyright to the character or not the character the franchise name because it was their franchise yeah like i remember with some ideas they had for part nine was they wanted to bring back tommy but i think they couldn't get the rights to the character Mm, that's interesting yeah i mean yeah it's kind of a reason why jason goes to hell is so wildly different it makes you wonder why they sell the movie rights in the first place if they're gonna let the new studios use them. Yeah, why are you keeping the? I understand keeping the archival rights because you're the original studio, you made it. You know, you want to keep that stuff archived. You don't. I, I hope you don't pull a Universal and then let your know your warehouse catch on fire because you didn't store things correctly. Um, but yeah, you want to keep the archival rights to your original. But as far as the name rights, if you're transferring a film series to another studio, transfer the trademark. Don't be a greedy jackass. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, you effectively hurting the brand just as much as you did when you released um, 8, Party. Yeah, and that's why we're in the... That's why there's this whole mess going on right now. But, but money, though. Yeah, fuck your money, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's their whole thought process was, hey, we can get more money out of New Line if we make them pay like a million or two million dollars just to use the name. And New Line is a smaller studio, too, for the most part. So they're just looking at them going, uh, no. Yeah, when you... Oh, I was going to say, when they kill the domain and they decide to put all these rights in and people cannot be creative with it, then... That's the worst part about all this is like 
what if someone wants to do a remake but they they literally cannot do it it's the worst thing in the world honestly you know what one way to fix this just put a mustache on tommy drivers and change his name to timmy and there you go timmy i was gonna say i can't remember uh what series it was but there was one series where uh they wanted to do a remake like 10 years ago but they couldn't because the copyright holder just fell off the face of the planet and i'm like those situations really suck um, how's that happen holy shit yeah like when you can't find the original creator and you want to remake something i mean you're kind of your hands are tied unless you can find one of their family members or something and that's just insane to think that for a lot of franchises they could die that easily just because one ceo owns the rights to this because it was signed in his contract when and then he left or whatever because you know the movie business does slimy shit like that all the time i need you know? like i need someone to commission art and do an image of uh jason Voorhees in court with the jeopardy theme playing in the background <laughs> <laughs> who owns these rights give yeah. me my rights back <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's what's going on man it's it's really terrible Jason's like that kid in that with the with the two parents fighting over custody rights. Yeah, but he's got like six parents that own different parts of the franchise. One owns his face, one owns his leg, one owns his torso. You know that kind of shit. <laughs> but um, that's that's a nice little segue. Uh, much appreciate that. But um, let's go ahead and move on to number four. Uh, what's your favorite slash least favorite horror remake of all time? Cite your reasoning. Uh, I could go first. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to be pretty boring here and say the thing. I, you know, thing from another world I watched as a kid. It was, uh, it's a big, uh, goofy plant monster. Um, my grandmother loves that movie, and and I think it's because there's a very particular. I think Ernest Borgnine is in it, or some. It's some old school actor that she really loves is in it, which is why she likes it. Um, and then I saw the thing, the remake. Like I think when I was 11 or 12, and I pretty sure i shit my pants and uh i watch it you know a couple times a year it does it it pays homage to the source material while at the same time making its own decisions um it's incredibly well written it's very well crafted it harps on the same kinds of things as the first one and more so the short story that um the first one was kind of supposed to be based on um and it's I, I don't know. It's one of those movies I can watch over and over again. You know, I, I got the rare opportunity of seeing a bunch of people see it for the first time in a movie theater about three years ago. And, um, you know, a bunch of people that were 10 years younger than me screaming and and people getting grossed out by all the, the KY monsters and all that stuff. Like seeing that dog scene with a bunch of new people was just awesome. Um, you know, I just sorry. I'm a little unrelated mm -hmm. note though. The best um, that's not the best experience seeing it, seeing other people react to the first time. Yeah. But also, it comes kind of rare. Like imagine seeing somebody seeing Star Wars Episode Five for the first time, right? And seeing the mm -hmm. you know the Luke and Vader thing, right? Seeing the first reaction to that is always the best because you never see it coming. Yeah, yeah. In the same place, not a remake, but I saw Alien and Aliens there as well, and see, people seeing that for the first time is incredible. But you know, the thing always has a, it, it's the one, it's the remake that gives me hope for remakes when I hear about a remake happening going, ah, you know what, maybe it can be the thing. Maybe it can be like that. It can be really good, nod to the source, but a completely different take and just really, you know, excellent in its own right. 
Um, other times you can get something like Cabin Fever and then it's remake. Oh. And uh, you go, what? And you just stare blankly at your television and uh, that's about it. <laughs> that's about all the reaction wait, you get. Or you laugh. Wait, wait, hold on. They remade Cabin Fever? Yeah. Yeah, Cabin Fever was remade it. like two years after it was originally made or something like that. Yeah. It came out in like 2011. I forget what year. Uh, yeah. And it's it's funny because it's so it's so bad and it's like just mediocre bad, but I was laughing at all the, the dumb shit. Oh, it's a mediocre man. enough bad that you can make memes out of it. Uh, yeah. And then nobody will like know what you're talking about. But if they do, they'll just be like, Hey, yeah. And the, the original cabin fever personally, wasn't really that great of a movie to begin with, in my opinion. I mean, it has some. It, yeah, it's it, got, like it's it's got some moments. Charm in it. It's it's fun because it's an Eli Roth movie. All of his stuff is really fun to watch. Um, but then somebody else remade it, and it's like, what? Why? The and funny so just... thing is that Eli Roth wrote both movies. Oh God, I didn't know he wrote the remake. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd have a better result if you took money in your front lawn and just lit it on fire and just inhaled the fumes. <laughs> Yeah, I think Another... the problem is is that it doesn't have that campiness the first one had. No, it tries feel. to be dead serious. That's the worst yes. part. It tries to be super serious. So when, you know, flesh starts peeling off of people and they're like, ah, I'm just sitting there like giggling. <laughs> but, but that's me. Another... Sorry. Another film that was remade way too soon uh, was the Spanish horror film Quarantine, the American mm. remake came oh, out yeah, six months uh, after the oh. original. And I, was oh, like, no. I do not like quarantine. Holy shit. No. The original no. is so creepy because it's filmed on low budget uh, film and it was filmed in Spain. And, and it's I'm, really I'm, well written I'm, by a storybook writer who had history writing horror stories. And then the American remake kind of stripped everything from the original yeah. and made it a stereotypical zombie film. And I'm just like. Oh, why did you put this out six months after the original? Because the original is right there next to it in Walmart. It was was during that whole time where they were just remaking films from other countries. Yeah, trying to appeal to the American audience, though. But no, the movie itself is good enough. If you're too lazy to read subtitles, then I'm sorry, but don't watch the movie. But the Spanish version was mostly in English too. That's the messed up part. Yeah, there's, and there's it was portion. on the shelf right next to the new version of Quarantine. And I'm sitting there going, yep, I'm buying the original one. Screw this. Uh, I recommend you watch um, Wreck. The movies are fantastic. A good remake that actually, or at least in my opinion, um, that doesn't really get much attention and it bombed horribly at the box office because nobody knew what the original ones either was Maniac. That one actually yes. wasn't too bad. I've not uh, seen that one. Oh, man. It was back in 2012, right? Uh, I think so. 2011, 2012. Uh, I think that's about when... Let me look. Yep, yeah, um, 2012. Can okay. I just say when Elijah Wood plays weirdos, he's so good at it. Why, isn't he a weirdo in a way, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he just... hes I've seen him in a bunch of stuff recently, including Maniac, and he embodies weirdness so well and he loves doing horror movies too so whenever he does a horror role especially in times which it's been about two or three times now that he's played the main character that you're supposed to be 
scared of or that you're going to be rooting for. He does his homework, especially about what the genre is that he's going to be doing because he does know there are different genres of horror movies. And in Maniac's case, he actually went back and watched the original film, which a lot of people don't actually do in horror movies, which when you're making a remake that's supposed to be true to the original, makes it very hard for you to embody that character. Um, Elijah Wood, like you said, is very good at playing weirdos, and that aspect combined with them actually getting a really good scriptwriter for that movie made it actually a good remake. I'm happy to have that on my shelf. It's next to Prom Night's remake, but I still mm. have it on my shelf. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, uh, I'm going to throw you guys a curveball here. I'm not going to say um, the thing because, uh, you know, David Gray already said it, and plus it's, it's an easy answer because it's so good. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say, though, um, I it's technically not necessarily a remake, more like a retelling in the same universe, but I really enjoy Evil Dead, the one I came out, like, what, almost 10 years ago now? I I don't know. I, I enjoy that, the fact that they um they took the, the concept of the original. Yes, I think it's 2013, wherever year it came out in. Like, I, I, I don't know why... Like, I really, really enjoyed that. He took the concept of the original and literally redid it um, by literally retelling the events. Like, and I think um, in the canon of it, like, the Necronomicon um, will actually um, redo events of what happened in the first movie. At least that was the, um, the premise right behind it, which is, I thought was pretty damn cool. So not only is it you know, in the same universe, though, but you can see a different take of this same thing with different characters. That Even while, actually... hmm? no, go ahead. Oh, that's fine. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that one was my honorable mention for this question because I really enjoyed it too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my least favorite remake. Um, sorry, I'm gonna pick on this movie. Um, uh, freaking Black Christmas 2019. <laughs> the, the keep that movie brief oh. is nothing. Would make Black Christmas you no know, a classic. Like hell, yeah. it's worse than the twenty twenty um two thousand six um movie. Oof. Oof. Like Oof. by a mile, dude. Oof. I have not watched that one. I've watched the two thousand six one, which was rough enough already, as you've mentioned. Uh but yeah, I have not seen that one. I'm kinda scared and kinda wanna look at it now though. <laughs> don't. Don't. It, it'll be a nice waste of my time while I go to sleep. Okay, so you won't remember it when you wake up. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, another remake I actually liked uh, a lot was 1986's remake of The Fly from 1956. Ooh, it was really yeah, good. good you know, I was wondering, was oh, that count a horror movie or not? Because I, I seen that as a kid, and I was so mesmerized by it. It was so good. It's actually considered a horror movie, yes. It's a suspense horror, but it's still considered horror. Okay, so thank you. Yeah, I will add that to my list too because that was a fantastic movie. Yeah, the original. Please do not watch the 1956 one. Oh, it's funny though. It's, it, it is funny going back and watching it. The the trials of some of the stuff they did in the original definitely does not age well. If you want to laugh your ass off, by all means, go watch it. But if you're looking for a suspenseful horror like the 1986 one, please don't bother. 
Um, I'm also just one more. I have to throw in another movie because the thing is easy, right? Uh, Suspiria remake is oh my god, uh, probably one of my favorite remakes of all time, just in general, not just horror. Um, there's actual dancing in the movie. There's uh, everything's wonderfully shot. All of the behind the scenes stuff that's going on with the actual people that run the dance academy is fantastic. Um, there are a couple moments where my jaw just smacked the floor during that movie. Just overall impressive. I mean, even the behind the scenes footage on the DVD, like they oh, yeah. filmed that very well. Like they put time and effort into every single aspect from the end credits to the beginning. They tried to make that as loyal as possible, but also at the same time to add some flair to it that'll make us all happy. Hmm. We're making him add so many movies to his list. <laughs> yes, he's he's charting his list right now. Um, also, uh, but, must write this down. Go ahead. I was My, say, fuck the movie Pulse. That's it. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite remake would probably have to be The Ring. Hey, that was a really I, recent one, but it's good. Yeah, because I watch Ringu and I'm just bored, but The Ring manages to make it creepy. And just tense throughout. You're waiting for that next scare. Oh, you're talking about compared to the original. I thought you were talking about the remake that just came out last year. Oh, yes. Ringu uh, is a little difficult to watch. I will agree with that. Especially if you read the book and then you watch Ringu and then you watch The Ring. The book makes it very suspenseful and you're looking forward to watching it. And if you watch Ringu, especially now that the other Ring remakes have come out, it's kind of concerning. I didn't revisit um, the rings. Um, and uh, I didn't rewatch a lot of ghost movies like freaking Woman's Call, you know, the Japanese version, not the American one, which, all, by the way, that could be considered a bad remake as well. Like, it's a guilty pleasure because they did got me into the series, but it's a bad remake. Well, was yeah, wasn't it like a whole commentary on how like <laughs> people are just like shutting, becoming shut ins with technology or something? Uh, well, I haven't picked that up though. <laughs> Oh, maybe that's funny. Maybe it was another one. I was going to say, oh, wait, nope, I'll wait till later to ring up that one. Because it's actually one I want to see remade. I guess Uh, I can do mine real quick. It's not going to be too long, but I really like the Dawn of the Dead remake by Zack Snyder. Uh, I know that I've done a lot of shit posting on Snyder fans, but I, I feel like as a director, when it comes to that movie in particular, he made a good job. Like I, I can't, I can't really shit on that film as much as I do with Batman v Superman, but uh, he definitely took something where it has a tighter pace. Um, it feels a lot more contained. It, it feels like they put a lot more fear into it as opposed to the original where it's like there's this allegory behind consumerism and there's still that in the mall but everything's just amped up to 11 and i i really like that pace i think it's just i think it's just two different things where in the original yeah it was just well at first it doesn't seem too bad and then it slowly starts to escalate mm-hmm and then, was, and then in the new one, it kind of shit hits the fan from the beginning. Yep, yeah, real quick. It, it's just... The pace. 
right like to the, in the original they were in that mall for maybe like six to eight months i think jesus that's a long time yeah which is why eventually they started to realize that yeah like all of society's collapsed and they're kind of becoming prisoners another remake i really enjoyed was friday the 13th i i thought that was well done and it showed it showed us a side of jason that is very meticulous like jason's scary when he uses his brain uh laying down bear traps and getting people strung up into these giant rope contraptions and having them burn to death it, it's some very vicious shit in that movie that jason does and him Honestly. just charging at people like at that size like holy fuck it's just crazy dude and i was going to bring that up though admittedly but i was like you know what? i'm just going to say evil dead instead but yeah i have a hot take here uh, i think friday 13th remake is one of the best friday 13th movies bar done i the agree actually shot you know has a lot of action you know like kills and jason in that movie is easily one of the best jasons ever like you said like he uses his brain so he uses his environment i'm um, getting you said traps all that jazz like it, he's incredible in that movie like honestly i don't get why the movie gets so much um shit because i guess because great. some of the characters suck or something like that yeah i, I can see i can see sure, that sure but name a good character in most of the friday 13 movies that's not tommy or the girl the carrie girl from um part seven i mean there's that crispin crispin glover i thought he was pretty good in like part i think it was part four and then he amazingly mm-hmm. died too so that happened uh yeah. worst horror movie remakes i'm gonna have to say psycho imagine taking <laughs> this whole thing with an interesting character like norman bates and putting vince vaughn in his shoes and making the character even more boring than you could expect and taking away all the substance of psycho and that's what you get with the Psycho remake. It's absolutely horrible. It is funny to watch. I I, I watched a CinemaSins video on it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they they graded it as if it was another Vince Vaughn rom com, which made it fucking brilliant. <laughs> trying to think of a, another bad remake. I, I know you guys said like Quarantine, and I agree that movie's like super bland compared to the original. Uh... Well, we already said freaking um, quarantine. Yeah, we said quarantine. Um, that's not what I just looked at. That we literally just said. Now it's drawn in blank. Uh, Invasion Am of the Snatchers has two bad remakes. So there's always oh, that. <laughs> Interesting. Let's not oh, talk prom about night. That. Prom night is definitely a bad. Um, yeah. In its original form, it is very horrible. In its unrated form, it's tolerable. <laughs> that I mean, was useless. Oh my god. Um, and am I the only one that didn't like the TV show based on Psycho? Uh, a lot of people said Bates Motel's pretty good, though. First few I... seasons were pretty good, but I kind of dropped out around the third or fourth. I, I I tried to like it. I really did. Um, and I gave, like you said, the first couple seasons a chance. But especially as it went on, it felt like... Like we mentioned earlier, they were trying to create too much backstory that did not need to be there. Does that make sense? Like they were trying really, really hard to add more to the story um, that necessarily for that did not need to be there. 
So he's saying, he's basically saying like they added too much stuff for the killer instead of just keeping him what he was. That would make him interesting in the first place. They try to like double down on something yeah. that was not needed. Yes, yeah, essentially. It, it, it like, and they added meticulous details to why mm. he was the way he was, and weird instances with his mother that were never like mentioned in the original, and they started like leaning more and more into it to the point where it kind of became a caricature of what the original was in towards the end of it. And I know that sounds bad, especially cause I do like psycho and I can tolerate the Vince Vaughn one. Um, but watching the show, I, I, like I said, tried to give it a chance at first, but as it continued going on, it almost became a caricature of the series. Well, isn't don't they kind of like elaborate on that a little bit in the um what's the one where where Norman's calling into a radio show and he's talking about his past? Is that the fourth yeah, one or that's I like believe that's psycho four? Yeah, so I know that there's a few there's definitely it's more than implied that there was something going on between Norman and his mother at that point. I thought that Bates Motel was just expanding upon that. I didn't know they just put in all this weird stuff as well. They did expand on it, but the way they went about it, uh, uh, it, it was weird. Let's yeah, just leave that way. That'll do it. Um, I will say that remake is really impressive because of the meticulous detail and going shot for shot. But other than that, it's boring. <laughs> it was. It's just made as like a weird experiment. Yeah, it's it's just really weird. And once you get past like how the uh, cinematography is it's just not as good as the originals oh i got a question has anyone seen portuguese the um 2015 remake no yeah it was uh, bad. no no i went to theaters to try to see that because i like the original and i wanted a refund afterwards yeah it wasn't any good I legit was mad that I spent money on popcorn <laughs> what when I walked the, out of the theater. What the fuck? I, I'm looking at the chat. I didn't know Jacob's Ladder had a remake as well. Like, when did that yeah, happen? It did. Yeah. And I guess it wasn't that good. Uh, really? <laughs> oh my god. Eric and wow. I are sitting here listing off like remakes that y'all are going, uh, what? No, it was far perfectly fine because you know, like I, I need more stuff to watch. I watch a lot of horror movies though, but I need to watch a lot of remakes. At least that I'm aware of. Again, but, um, for comedy purposes, I want you to watch the American version of Toy Box. <laughs> watch the Wicker Man. Watch the Wicker Man. What? Come on. Yeah, that, that's the best one, Ren. You know this, but um, I oh, got yeah. one more um mention um before we move on. Um, the Piranha um 3D, the first one. Do not watch Double D. Oh Lord. That movie is a mess. But yeah, uh, Piranha, hmm? I have not watched any of the Piranha movies. Yeah, because Piranha 3D is is a technically another remake because um, we had one in ni- 1995, but I haven't seen that one, so I can't give an opinion on it. On it, but um, Piranha 3D, I actually really liked it. Not the best movie in the world though, but um, it's definitely a really serviceable um popcorn flick type movie. But Double D is trash. Like they doubled down on a lot of things that should not be doubled down. Pun intended. Uh, so yeah, the movie's just not good. But simple. But um, yes, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Well, before we do that, um, going mm-hmm. back to the use, the needless backstory, I think that's a big part where a lot of remakes go wrong. They want to explain every little thing, 
because they think it adds to the character and a lot of the times it just it demystifies them and, and makes them less scary as mentioned that hour and a half of backstory for that one film exactly why is it there we got 20 minutes of horror and the rest is just backstory <laughs> all right um what was it number five um how do you feel about the general idea of a horror movie reboot uh, when the whole um, when the whole slate is wiped and everything is redone to subvert some expectations, um, so long is done right though. But there's like the one I listed earlier, Wrong Turn. I it's it's a good movie though, but it completely kills the foundation of what made Wrong Turn Wrong Turn. Really, like this movie's not though. It's generally about freaking hillbillies killing people and eating them. But so, I mean, hmm? oh, sorry. I never really liked the original of that to begin with, and now when they revamped the series, we're on wrong turn, what, eight now? Uh, seven. Yeah, they kind of dove headfirst into it, and people honestly buy it just as filler movies on their shelf at this point. I think that's an example of where, even though I didn't like the original, I respected it, and the remake just... It's essentially just cringe fuel for the Dollar Tree bin. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to... I like the franchise because it's a really guilty pleasure. You no, know, I, I enjoy it. But the movies are bad, unless you're the first two movies. Watch the first two movies, though. But yeah, three to six, yeah. they're really bad movies. But like, but the premise of Wrong Turn, what kept me interested in the franchise, but something that the the new one, the reboot, takes away so i'm like you can look i'm not a problem with them calling it wrong turn though but it shouldn't have been a reboot because it was not necessary considering how different it is they could have called it literally the foundation which is called in europe by the way and say it takes place in the same universe as wrong turns just with a different yeah type they could have just group and whatnot. The, yeah like randall said they could have just called it the foundation and it wouldn't have changed anything mm-hmm so like reboots like that i do have a zero um issue with Wait, what you got, Ren? So I, in terms of reboots and um, them wiping the slate clean for all these reboots and everything, I think that for the most part, it's okay if you want to do something unique and start over and maybe like introduce new characters or maybe flip the genre on its head and see what you could do in a more scarier state. However, I think the problem is that when they reboot these movies, they end up losing some things in translation where it's like, okay, you deviated, you made liberties, but now it's like, there are some things that don't even resemble the original formula anymore. Um, I, I think it's fine to clear it, but at the same time, I think you have to also remember the roots of what made the original really good in the first place and how do you either make something new or make something different that's really good for the modern masses and sometimes they really just fail to do that uh mostly from what i see it's the same situation with like remakes where they try to have a loose adaptation and follow the original and they end up not doing that really well i 
can't really think of anything like off the top of my head that was really great outside of the one that you guys really talked about which was evil dead because i keep hearing that movie is like super good and i really want to see it and i remember they just took everything they changed it they completely added new characters and ash is like in this little cameo at the end that really doesn't matter because they made a tv series with him anyway so they were supposed they were originally going to do army of darkness 2 and evil dead 4 it was either going to be like evil Mm. dead 2 and army of darkness 2 which would have led to a crossover yeah that that would have been that would have been neat I, i think when they do things like that where there is something new being established but there is connective tissue then that's probably like cashing in on that nice sort of fan service uh but when they take something and it's like it's not even similar or familiar or anything and it doesn't end up being well then you probably might run into a problem because that's when you have a franchise a horror franchise in particular where it's just associated in name only I was going to say another good example of what Ren is saying is like the glass house and it's sequel slash remake where they rewrote pretty much the lore for the 2001 movie in 2006 and completely recast everybody. But it's also supposed to be kind of a sequel to the original, the glass house. I feel like, you know, you, if you're going to reboot something and redo the story, that's fine. Um, but do it properly, please. Um, I think a better example for me is Child's Play because we went from Cold to Chucky and that was an amazing, like, sort of revelation where everything was going to shit. Nika's possessed. Um, we have Kyle coming back. We have this great, like, cliffhanger here, right? And then all of a sudden they decide to reboot everything. And all the fans are saying, well, what the fuck? We want to see what happens with this. What's going on? And then you just put out this sort of reboot. I I think that's when it's really telling. If it doesn't feel like it's adding anything quality to the table, especially wiping the old lore when there's a distinctive reason to go back and revisit it and leaving people off cliffhangers, I think that's when it's bullshit. Well, I got a question actually. Um, uh-huh. with Chucky. Um, the upcoming thing with the original Chucky is that a continuation of Cult, or it's, is it? A it's a continuation. Over? Continuation. Yeah, okay. they are. Uh, they are. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, I think they said that Andy and Nika were gonna appear in it. I was making sure though, because um, like you mentioned though, with the um the other side of Child's Play with the toy robot and whatnot, like yeah, that that's an example of that. But at the same time, you also have like them still continue on from that side, just not using the name, you know. But yeah, that's all I want some clarification. I because I, I, I thought it was a continuation, and you make it sound like it was a reboot. Yeah, it's well, it's a continuation for sure because once again, you know, um, I'm just saying that when they took that reboot and made it, they made it in the middle of a cliffhanger, and we didn't get the continuation news until like a little bit later but people were wondering like what the hell was going on when they announced that first reboot and it's like okay are they going to even explain what even happened in cult in the first place after this movie like people were in doubt that's sort of what i'm referencing is that uh i I know it's a weird example doing this as well but let's look at like uh resident evil 2 remake and the original like i feel like if you're gonna make a reboot it should still be like a companion piece 
to the original regardless whereas you go and you make a reboot and you have the remake and all this shit and it gets confusing after a while when you're having this timeline in the middle of like crucial plot details you know what i mean yeah so it, 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 was, it was just weird I, I don't like when they do that with reboots but you know if they do something that's well done and fun then i totally don't mind it i'm down when they start over okay um anyone else got anything to add to this um question making like starting your own kind of branch of an established franchise i i've never really had an issue with Mm -hmm. um it's the it's the notion of hey listen that old storyline fuck that we got the real storyline that shit like that attitude like when a director comes out or a writer comes out and is like i wanted to make a, a get a real attempt at a thing movie or i wanted to do the you know the real version of the exorcist something like that like that's kind of like you lost me completely so when they sound like a hack pretty much yeah when they sound like a hack or they sound like all they do is just like sniff their own asshole like i'm i'm kind of done yeah, that's yeah. I I don't like that mindset either. Where it's like, we're we're gonna do like the superior version and this old thing or whatever that people enjoy. That doesn't mean shit. Like once again, I know it's another video game example, but I remember when they were doing this with Devil May Cry with the oh with my. the reboot, <sighs> mm. and and that was just that attitude right there is just like the worst thing you could go through. The worst part is I like DMC Devil May Cry as its own thing, but I hate Tanim and what he was doing. Yeah. Talking yeah, about Yeah, so you were there too. You, you yeah, were there. I was there, like, there for oh. Also, Ninja Theory is a great studio, but the head of the studio at the time oh. had his head so far up his ass that it made the, like, peop they wanted to do something different in an alternate universe. That's what the devs said they wanted to do. But then you have their CEO of Ninja Theory coming and talking out of his ass about how they're going to make Capcom look stupid and they're going to make a good version of DMC. And I'm just like, sir, shut up. Some Somewhere yeah. online, there's a presentation that he showed to his staff where he's like, I don't want to make this kind of Dante. And it was like Dante from Devil May Cry 4 with like the leather and the coat or whatever. And like, um, he <laughs> yes. was on, he was on the set of like, um, like next to a picture of like, Bra uh, like uh, Brokeback Mountain or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he's yeah. like, I want to make a Dante like this. And it's like Tyler Durden all beat up and all that kind Shows of stuff. Shows himself wanna, very much. Yeah. I want to make like a bum. Like, oh God. Yeah. That's just like hack material. When, when they do reboots like that, I just sort of side eye it because I'm like, this might be destined for failure if they do this. <laughs> and and ninety nine percent of the time, I'm usually right. It's like rarely we get a hack and they produce something like super good. It's like a rare moment. And the DMC definitive version, if you actually play the version that version of it, is fantastic gameplay wise. But it's all the media around it instead of just promoting it as an alternate timeline promoting it as the replacement which capcom has come out and went uh no that was not the intention um kind of messed it up another uh horror movie that's kind of eh, and didn't need a reboot it's the lore completely rewritten uh that i just thought of while going to the bathroom the fog uh. 
I see that on a lot of like bad horror movie remake lists, and I'm wondering why. Uh, is it have any relation to the Mist? Because um, the Mist was really good. I don't think so. No, no relation. Yeah. Okay. The Fog yeah. original was good. It's one of those ones where you go back and watch it, and it's kind of cheesy. Um, but the remake in 2005 with the guy from Smallville, I can't remember his freaking name. Tom Holland. Tom no. Holland. Tom Holland. No. Yeah. Was it? Um, or who are you talking about? I'm, I'm just, I'm guessing here. Like, trying to remember his name. He plays Park Kent in Smallville, but oh yeah, yeah. Tom um, uh, Welling. Tom Welling. Uh, that one had the potential to be really good. They had a good, um, a good set of writers that have done great projects since then. I don't know what went wrong here, um, and a good producer, good director. And then they had a good cast of people like Tom Welling has done horror movies since then and been really good in them. So, uh, what? Um, but they completely like scrapped most of the original lore and only kept the skeleton of it, which makes it very, very hard, especially when the fog wasn't a really popular horror movie to begin with, um, to attract people to come watch it when you rip everything, but essentially the bed frame out of it it made it very hard to get into it if you watch it as a standalone movie it's okay it's a cheesy ass movie but it's okay uh, but when you watch the original and then you watch it uh, it makes it very it makes it look very unnecessary like the fog did not need a remake despite having a good cast despite having all the right players in place it feels like it shouldn't have happened Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. No. Well, you know, Brandon, uh, dickhead, but... I mean, uh. it just it was just another film that just blended in with all the other remakes at the time. Yeah, pretty much. And the sad part is, uh, I'm sure anybody who's watched the original can attest to this, the original didn't blend in, and so having a remake, like I said, with a really good staff and people who've gone on to do horror movies again after it that were good and having it blend in kind of sucks and hurts a little bit uh basically what you should do is you can subvert my expectations but don't do it in a way where it's like you end up like to meme hack you know saying it's going to be better than the original when that's just like putting I, I think once again when people put that high bar of expectations on themselves and they act like that then people start to compare things a little bit more often than not so you know that's ironic considering the recent thing that happened with another show and i'm gonna say it on air mm -hmm. but um when you overset expectations you're gonna get the shit storm when you don't um you know come out swinging with that um what set of product yeah but um anybody else got anything to add to this no no what, what? no all right i'm gonna move on to number six yeah okay um to follow up on question six uh do you prefer um these ones for remakes that do you prefer um ones for remakes that are mimic the original with no alterations or try to um appreciate it more and reinvent the wheel pretty much? Well, what do you prefer between the two? A mixture of uh, both. 
Yep. Personally, I want familiarity. Why them trying to add something new or do something a little different to change it up? Because that's that's what basically what Evil Dead. You know, it's familiar ground, but they did something a little new, like new cast of characters and some other stuff that clearly did not happen in the original movie that was based on. Modernize it and add your own tweaks, but don't rip apart the original. Yeah, so pretty much. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like just a small string of lore that if it was deep, you know what I mean? Because there are some original horror movies where it's like the lore is just all over the place or basic, but just a small, simple idea. Hey, we're going to take this. We're going to revamp it and we're going to put our own spin at the same time while maybe easing in some fan service and maybe people who saw the original is like oh i noticed something like that that's a familiar shot or this is a familiar event like stuff like that kind of calls to me because it brings out the nerdiness of seeing that original thing happen in the previous movie so i think when in horror movies do that it's very cool like when ash came up at the end of the remake that was fucking awesome i was like oh shit well that's that's really cool i like that uh so when they do stuff like that it's a mixture of both that's what i prefer yeah if you're gonna remake the whole thing it, it ends up feeling like a fanfic like hey what if this guy was in this movie yeah and and the main thing we're looking to see is is this art gonna be as interesting as the last guy and uh that's the thing we're looking for if they could really pull it off yeah Still, I, I I might it might be a bit controversial, but I'm more on the whole try something new and bring instead of just trying to be as close to the original. That's true because I mean, okay, at that point, mm. then why bother remaking the product? You know, just make a new movie based on that brand rather than just remaking it. Because if you're gonna like completely redo everything, you might as well just make it a reboot rather than a remake. Yeah, the thing is, like, this is what people criticize Nightmare on Elm Street for. They were like, well, you know, they remade it, but it's too similar to the original. Too many similar shots. Micro sleep is cool. They made some changes that we like and some changes we don't like. Too similar yeah. to the original. We don't like it that much. Like the whole Freddy coming out of the wall thing. It looked really cool in the 80s. But when you look at the 2010 film, it looks pretty laughable. Also, when he's dragging the body through the hallway, it's like the same shit as the original. So uh, there can be cases where it's like, okay, maybe this is a little bit too close to the original. And people are going to be like, you're just mimicking now. And nothing's yeah. really being done to add anything to this. Too well, to be honest, though, like, that's kind of like, um, I'm fine with them still doing, like, taking, you know, shot f shots or whatever from the original, but they still do enough in the remake where it, you know, stands its own two feet without it, you know, without it being a huge piggyback to the original. Now, granted, though, I know a lot of people don't like the movie, though, but it does its job as a remake. It does things different differently while also keeping some familiarity, which it does a good job at doing that. Yeah, a Quasiland movie is questionable, sure, but still, it does its job as a remake. I, I feel I like uh, when you talk about this question and it wasn't in the document, and I'm sorry, Drill, for cutting you off, I'll let you go next, but I, I feel like when it comes to one-for-one -one remakes with horror movies, that's a weird thing because, sure, there might be an audience of people that want something like that, 
But at the same time, are you really going to say like, oh, they shot for shot the original. They just updated some things. That's it. They're going to endlessly compare it to the original regardless and try to decide what's better. And that's that's the thing is like, can can you really get away with something like that if you try to do the movie? And the answer is, it's kind of a weird sort of slippery slope, in my opinion. It's like you have to try to do something at least unique to make people want to see it that are diehard fans. Yeah, or else they'll be like, well, why don't I just well what's watch the, the original? Like, watch. what's the point? Like, they're gonna come up with that opinion. Yeah, I mean that's the. Re- I mean, uh, Ren, you ever see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the two thousand three one? I I did, and people say the same thing about that movie. But honestly, I like the family dynamic and Arlie Ermy. I think is the main sheriff. Yeah, he's a new character that was in the new, in the two thousand three film, and I thought that changed things up pretty well. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Nah, I might be biased here though, but again, I'm not the biggest fan of the Texas Chainsaw brand. But I do like the 2003, and it's technically it's prequel that came out what two years later, some some change. Yeah. yeah. Like I do prefer those two movies though because um I think they did enough to distance itself from the original films while also adding its own you no know, you know f- flavor to it. Now I prefer if I go back to watch Texas Chainsaw, I'd rather watch those two movies rather than you know the the, the stuff that came beforehand. I agree with that. Um, I'm gonna give a silly shout out here to somebody who I actually uh follow and follow is one of mutes or moots uh, um freddy in space is a real he's from bloody disgusting um he is oh. a very unbiased horror movie reviewer and i feel like as far as fans and stuff like that when going into remakes they could take notes from him you know of course you're gonna want to be biased about movies that you loved before but you also need to kind of try to look at it as if it's a brand new film and you haven't seen the original source material so that you can give the film a chance. And then after you've watched them both and you've analyzed them both individually, then you can start to make your comparisons on what you liked and what you didn't like. Because if you go into it just focused on the source material and focus specifically on that original film, you're not going to like any mild changes that are made in the remake or sequel yep exactly i agree um i'm gonna come at this from kind of a weird angle but um i kind of like both in all honesty either a healthy mix one or the other um one of the things that kind of turned me on to this realization is watching the the first four alien movies are the exact same movie like they hit the same plot points almost beat for beat as you're going through it um they're just tackled by completely different directors and some of them one of them is edited really horribly but (laughs) you get the the these same beats and you get them from four different very very different writers and directors that take essentially the same source material alien uh ripley um uh you know thing on ship or in base or whatever hunting people have to kill it unconventionally there's usually a bad special effect at the end. There's people sleeping in cryo tubes at the end, blah, blah, blah. All that. Um, and it makes you look at kind of horror movie remakes or just remakes in general as a whole. Um, and just kind of go, okay, cool. That's how this person's doing it. Whether it's good or not is a completely different question. But there are some things that I see that are very admirable on both ends of that spectrum, like the Psycho remake, 
somebody making a shot for shot remake that's kind of impressive in and of itself it's not great but i mean it, it doesn't really have an point in existing but it's kind of neat um and then somebody getting really crazy ambitious with it like what cronenberg did with the fly is like wow like i i never thought this movie could be like the grossest thing on the planet that's awesome and it's it's scary and it's weird and it's cool um so i don't know i'm kind of like both it, it yeah you know if you're following the script or you're following whatever you put in the same characters you know it can be good or bad depending on what you're doing it just you know i don't know i, I like it all if it's good that's my big thing yeah I, like i said i like a mixture of them um like you said, it depends on the director. I mean, you have to have a knowledge of what you're working with when you come in to reboot a series. I feel like that is very important at most. Um, we do see a lot of instances where just random directors pick up a horror movie remake or reboot for a quick paycheck um, and don't actually do any homework. And I feel like that is usually where we end up with those detrimental situations, but also at the same time, like I mentioned with the fog, you could have people that do do their homework and it still turns out somehow very mediocre. So it's kind of a coin toss. I like a mixture of being true to the original, but I also like new stuff. It's very much a coin toss. And that's why I kind of mentioned that thing about going into each film and kind of giving it a chance as its own individual film first, and then looking at it in other aspects. Hmm. Okay, well said. Um, does anybody else have anything to say? Uh, no, I think I gave my thoughts. All right. Next question? Uh, yes. Actually, Ryan, let you take this one. Okay, so uh, hold on a second. We like to compare and contrast a lot when the idea pops up for a horror movie remake. Do you have any instance where you didn't appreciate the original film or source material compared to the remake or reboot? This is a hard question. Like, fuck, I, I really have to think about this one. Well, I mean, we already mentioned the thing. Yeah, uh, the thing is easy. Yeah. yeah. But for me, it would be the, um, of course, Evil Dead. I enjoyed that one a lot. But, um... Hmm. There's Piranha. I think that's better than the original. But I haven't seen the original year, so take that how you will. The Fly. Uh, my, yeah, The Fly. Uh, my Blood of Valentine 3D, at least in my opinion. I thought that was good. Uh, uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, so. I was gonna the say Ring Kate. was mentioned earlier. <laughs> yep. My bad. It's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Cape, Cape Fear sits really high on my book. Because the original is... <laughs> kind of difficult to watch yeah uh, like, about about that one. is fantastic De Niro just Nails really it. he's amazing he brought so much to that role where it's like I don't even see myself watching the original because he was so mm. good and menacing yeah and uh the crazies also comes to mind because the original is even for me someone that really appreciates and loves um uh what's his face george marrow and all that it's very just like industrially shot film like it's very practical uh and I, I just i can't stand the original version but the remake uh in 2010 with timothy oliphant is awesome hmm. uh, uh that's all the ones i i, I enjoy over the original so I'm like i don't know uh that's all i can think of top of my head right now yeah anyone else have any opinions on the original movie not really landing with you but the remake did 
or okay, not so Landon ripped me. Uh, well, again, that would be Texas Chainsaw for me. Like, I, I don't care for the original movies, but I did mm-hmm. enjoy the remake reboot series. So I did not realize this uh, until I was looking online just now, actually. So there was actually a 1998 remake of Ringu as well. Uh, I'm gonna have to look into that one. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, both the Ring remakes come to mind as good ones. As far as the original, like uh, someone mentioned earlier, it is a good cheese fest to cringe at. But that's about it. Yeah, this one is super hard for me. I, I we got some out, but I I really cannot because most original movies I tend to love. I'm just gonna say like most black and white ones probably I can't go back and watch because I just prefer you know the new updated stuff. So that's how I, I guess feel. that's like an acquired taste, honestly. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Another one I forgot about: uh, Carnival of Souls. The '90s remake was much better than the original. Hmm. In my opinion. I totally agree there. Anyone else before we move on? Yeah, for me, it's it's really hard, but Randall had my answer, which was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I, I really like that tw- like 2003 movie. It was it was really good. Uh, like I, I, I do like the original as well, but I can probably see why people really don't like it that much because you know when you look at it if you've seen one slasher you've pretty much seen them all so that's just like one of those things but like i said i really enjoyed the family dynamic a lot more in the remake another one this is going to be one of those cheesy ones that i like uh that's really bad the cheerleader massacre remake is better than the original one um i think that's mainly because the original was so freaking low budget and they actually had semblance of a budget for the remake. Also, they chose some girls that were really good at acting as dumb blondes, which probably helped a lot. I want to sort of repurpose. Yeah, you yeah. you can say that too. It was great booty. All right, I want to repurpose this question to make it easier. Is there any like horror movie remakes where you enjoyed the ideas more? compared to the original like in the story or the characters or things like that that makes it a little bit more easier uh i guess that would be like friday the 13th because i, I just i like jason um how he's portrayed more same you know, being more of an apex killer you know using his brain compared to how he was in their like first three movies for um because um it wasn't until he became um a zombie jason where he became a little bit more diverse in how he kills people yeah, he was just guy with a potato sack on his head in part two, and that was like just really funny to me before he got the mask. Yeah, and the first one it was just his mom. Mm. Yeah, which is cool, but you know, people remember they do, as Jason. So. They do reference Pamela Voorhees in the two thousand nine film. Yeah, she get killed off in like first five seconds. I feel like uh the remake of the omen definitely expanded on it a little bit more on the original ideas for the original film which definitely worked really well especially with the cast they chose um also uh what's called uh april fool's day's remake actually was had some good ideas and good planning as far as how they did the set and how they managed the look of each character to make it 
really stand out where hey this is this character i know you might not think of them the same way that you did in the original now um, but they really worked with the changes in technology really well for that one i got another one um i, I know this movie is inferior to the original uh remake but when they did the prequel for the thing i thought it was cool for them to cover the norwegian base it, it felt like that was an idea that would have been a very cool and proper continuation of done right and i'm still sort of hoping that they notice this idea was great because we see all these people in peril or they're either already dead by the time the american guys get there and everyone wanted to know like what's their story like what's their backstory and they tried to convey that in a way uh where it wasn't done that great but it's a good idea nonetheless no i don't see some complaints about that saying like no it kind of kills like the imagination of like if this creature could do this then what happened there you know but personally though i want to see what happened just done right yeah same it's like if they set up the idea there's nothing wrong with someone coming in and trying to expand it obviously have done the right way and i think seeing what happens to all those guys and the blood pool and how they discovered like that giant spaceship i want to know what happened like I'm, I'm very curious just they didn't tell it right yeah although they do do some things different like instead of the blood test they do the whole teeth filling things oh yeah yeah another one that kind of uh and it is a cheesier one it's they rely a lot on special effects for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Suspiria sticks oh, out for me. Sorry. A lot. Uh, the remake oh, slash sequel to Tr Terror Train called Train. Uh, they kind of, it's supposed to still rely heavily on the original, but it is a reboot. There are completely new characters and they even didn't use the original name they just called it train um but it is a reboot for the terror train series which honestly like i said even though it does rely a lot on special effects and things like that because they wanted to experiment um the premise of it is actually really good and they kind of did expand a little bit on the original um, but they did it in a way that also modernized it and made it not as cringy to watch but also cringy because of the special effects I, I guess it's a thin line like if you can't handle cringy special effects you're gonna hate it but on the other hand if you can tolerate that for two hours and you can watch it and like appreciate the fact that they put the time to expand upon the original premise but they also rebooted it and created a new uh a whole new character base so that they don't accidentally tarnish the original it's actually a really good movie hmm. but yeah sorry you know random ass remakes no no, no it's fine it warns that sort of response with this question so i don't mind i i guess one thing that i thought was kind of a interesting idea that kind of felt a bit flatted with the Rob Zombie one where they want where you wanted to expand on Michael. But it kinda of, but I don't know. Like I it's a cool idea, but it also kind of demystifies him and 
it's kind of a lame excuse because, oh, you just became like that because you had a shitty childhood. You know, I want to be honest, though. Like, I'm actually fine with Zombies' take on how he done Michael because, you no, know, it's his Michael, not, you know, how they did in the original series and then his other, like, reboot series, like H2O, and then, of course, John Copper's, like, like, that's nothing in Rob Zombie's corner of Halloween. I'm fine I, with him, like, giving his Michael Myers a um, backstory that you can see how he became where he is, so I'm, like, I'm fine with it. Well, my problem <laughs> is that, you know, given that it's Rob Zombie, you know, he puts in a lot, a lot of um, white trash into his movies, to just put it, you know, nicely, yeah. which I, I had a problem with. Now, this, I still like the movie, though, but the earlier segments, though, they... And some other parts in the movie, though, they try, he tried a little too hard um, from, to say, the sexuality part of things and how people talk to each other. Yeah. I will say his wife's uh, quote during one of the panels kind of made me giggle around the time that was coming out, where she said essentially her husband just decided he wanted to film a Michael Myers fan fiction. No. Yeah. Uh, so well, that, that's part of the best way to put it, honestly. Yeah, I, I didn't need the backstory, but I love how brutal he made those movies. I mean, it's Rob Zombie. He makes his music videos brutal, and he literally pretends to sacrifice his own wife on stage. I'm pretty sure we kind of expected that. And I wasn't surprised he sold his soul to the devil already. He is the devil. What are you saying? No, he's a zombie. Uh, anything else you want to add? I mean, I'll I'll gush about Suspiria all day if I get the chance to talk about it. It's uh, it's one of those things where the first film I love to death. I love Dario Argento in general, but the remake explores a lot of stuff that makes sense to explore with you know the dance school and everything going on, and even um, a couple of the side characters, um, and then also uh, the Invisible Man the recent uh, 2020 version of it. Oh, yes. That movie was amazing. What it does and what it, for anyone that hasn't seen it, I'm not going to spoil anything with it. Don't look up anything. Just watch it. Uh, what it does and the path that it kind of takes is incredibly interesting. And those are awesome themes to explore in a movie. And it pulls mm, off really well. It doesn't, it's I, not stupid. It's great. Yeah, the drama shakeup was definitely great. Uh, especially yeah. as they're coming from the cult of the dark universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were going to have a different, completely different Invisible Man take. So I'm happy that it flopped. So we we actually have this amazing ass movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't that's talk about, say on it. We don't talk about uh the Mummy reboot. Oh no, that's that's another topic <laughs> for another day. You could that's hard. Would the Would like the '90s film be considered horror? Wouldn't that be like horror adjacent, right? Yeah, it's more actiony. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has. Honestly, the first I don't one, know what to call it. I'm more like a thriller, but I'm sure they call it horror based. Because honestly, the first not... one has more horror elements compared to the sequels. I I do like the scarabs like eating people. I, I feel like that could scare somebody hypothetically, but still, it's like that's also another example of just a really really bad reboot. Like you just ah. Uh... It, it just fits in the territory. It's like, come on, man. Tom Cruise, man. Also, the scene where Emotep wakes up in the 90s when I thought was pretty scary when I was younger. Yeah, his face peeling off. There's so much great stuff going on there. I miss the original. When, uh, 
when that was made, the the Brendan Fraser one was that supposed to be a, a reboot of the original? Like, yeah, it's a remake yeah. of a remake, I believe. Oh, okay, all right. I, yeah, they they were Universal was trying to make a new one for a long time. Oh, I think they had it directors like George Romero and Clive Barker on it, but they dropped. I got a side kind question. Having George Romero originally supposed to direct the Resident Evil movies. Yeah, he was. And then he was, you know, taking off the project. I mean, Paul did a good job for the first one. And that was yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, like off topic, but I don't get why Captain was like, oh, it's too close to the original. Let's not hire him. Uh, oh, boy. How ironic is that? Have you read the original script that got leaked for George's pitch? Oh, my gosh. I, I actually like how true to the original it was. There are some weird changes that are kind of odd, but like the like with Chris and Jill having a relationship. That's not odd, yeah. man. That that should be that's, a thing. That's pretty it, much it, almost definitely canon. not. It is definitely not. They're best friends, BFF. You know, they're best friends on with benefits. Oh no! Nobody yeah. in the Wesley universe has sex. That's already been confirmed. Except, I mean, except for Wesker. Chris <laughs> and Jill have been hinted at numerous times. That's and then. Capcom got cold feet and threw in fucking Carlos. Love Carlos, yeah. but he's a stand-in. It only goes for hugs, not dicks. Yeah, we'll see what Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City will turn out. Uh, anyway, uh, there was a side question I had, actually. What's up? Uh, basically, uh, what do you think about horror movie remakes in a remake? Like, re-remaking something? Oh, so that happened with Halloween too, actually. Um, Rob Zombie redid literally pretty much the whole first, um, the whole second movie within the first fifteen minutes of um Halloween um two his version. Yeah, I heard like Night of the Living Dead has like fucking six or seven remakes, and I never like went beyond just the one that was in color originally. So I, I did not know this. I only seen like the '60s one and the one where Tom Savini directed. Yeah, there's a lot more than that, believe me. Yeah, probably there... because it's in the public domain. Mm. I was gonna say there's a list of them. I know. Um, I went to the tech school in Pennsylvania, and uh, Pittsburgh's college actually was in the middle of filming one of those remakes. Sweet. Uh, during me going in, like interviewing for the college there. And let me just say, it is very much because of it's in public domain. Um, there are entire clubs across the world that are dedicated to remaking that movie, and that's it. Interesting. And yeah, that's bizarre. Um. So, so, so remake within within the remake. So, like making like basically a short version of. No, remaking uh, re- remaking the previous film again, like after there's oh. been a remake. Oh, Invasion like, of the Body Snatchers. Just look at those movies. Yeah. But, yeah, like I I mean, you've got Invasion of the Body Snatchers that's, you know, the original. You've got um the one with Donald Sutherland, which is the the best one personally. You've <laughs> got Body Snatchers in the 90s, which is interesting. Yeah, it's it's got some neat stuff, but it's just kind of and then you've got the invasion uh with uh nicole kidman that was back in 2007 um and then there was supposed to be another remake uh recently i think they were they were going to try to do it working on it yeah so i mean that movie gets remade like that movie gets remade once a decade 
this point. They remake the remake and then remake the remakes remake. Uh huh. The trilogy of remakes. Yeah. <laughs> the Triforce are remakeage. It's pretty soon. Day of the Triffids is going to get a remake, and it's going to piggyback off of the Day of the Triffids remake of the original film. Like it's just mm. another uh, plant killing people movie. So I I'm waiting for a bold filmmaker to make well basically remake troll 2 like i i just want this i need this in my life like who's gonna do it come on oh I my mean, god <laughs> i hate to go back to the ring movies but as i just discovered by googling i mean ringu came out and then there was a 1998 ring and then there was the another version of the ring in uh what was it 2001 when they first the, the, like, 2002 and then last year there was another remake so i mean that series just keeps getting remade and remade and remade but that's one of those series is that every time they remake it they seem to improve upon it so if they're gonna keep improving on it i don't care if they make a million remakes of it yeah that's how i feel it's like divic said if it's good it's good so i guess we can move on to the final question yes yes we can um okay um is there uh, a horror film franchise that you want to see redone in a unique way rather than whether hollywood has done a reboot or already or not uh i'm not sure if this will count or not though but since you know jason is in court right now fighting his legal battles <laughs> i want them to re- come out with that um friday the thir- 13th on in a winter setting Oh yes, yeah, I, I felt like that was a great way. We don't start charging. You don't see it in many um, um, horror movies in winter, but I think it'd be a great way to change up the formula because it always takes place in summer, and you know people can easily skate Jason inside woods, so if they're smart. But considering yeah. there would be like a lot of snow depending on the climate, and whatnot, right? I think it would be not only harder to escape from Jason though, but also give us more creative ways for Jason to get the kill. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At I, least that would change it up somehow instead of another camp setting. And plus, I mean, it's not. It's still going to be in the camp, though. Just the environmental just stuff the will look different. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And but, plus, it will right. look. It, it will look good. Like, um, considering the snow all over the ground, that would make some great visual detail on gore and blood. And I think that would look really good in a horror movie because you you would be able to see everything at that point um whether it's intestines livers stomachs you're gonna see it all so i i think that was a good idea it's just a shame that it got canceled before we saw it i mean i canceled because of um the rings or whatever that that movie came out that bombed and pretty much killed that potential sequel yeah sucked uh i agree also that gives like with ice and stuff i love winter horror movies where they use ice as a weapon i know that sounds so dumb um but as far as a horror movie i want to see remade it's been remade in video game form uh through three video games that's parasite eve yeah i want to see them remake the japanese movie from the 80s already the 80s yeah, like 80s, early 90s, I think it was. No, it was 90s. No, that movie you were talking about was in the 90s, which is based off the book more so than the games. Yeah, and then the games uh, were based off of the book and the movie. Yeah, the books. games is technically a sequel series to the book. Yeah. I, I would like 
to just either a sequel to that, which they've pitched numerous times and again it keeps getting canceled, or to see a remake of it. Um, because the movie is actually really good and it does stand on its own separate from the games and the book very well, surprisingly. Usually, you know, especially with something that's a book adaptation, um, generally they can fall flat a lot of times based on horror books, unless it's something Stephen King related. But they did a really good job with it. And I would love to see them finally put the remake out or to put that sequel out that's been in development hell for a decade and a half. Almost two now. Uh, I'd like yeah. to see the um, the Nightmare series remade. Take a little bit of um, Sinister and a little bit of Pennywise and have, you know, Robert England said it, said it himself when he was saying that he was too old to be Freddy anymore. He said he doesn't have to be Freddy. Freddy could be anybody. So you could switch that up between movies or, you know, within the movie itself. And you just keep the signature colors, the green and red you keep the glove and you make him like a dream demon and he he goes with kids to different elm streets you know kind of like what i was saying was sinister where the previous family takes it to the new town you have one kid who survives at the end his family is really worried they move him to a new town and then freddie can start over this sounds like silent hills honestly Going different um Silent Hill um areas, but just replace that with Nightmare on the Street. That'd be cool uh, I though. I, I'm all for it. I, I dig it. Uh, trying I'd, to. Uh, I'd, I'd want to see Jaws get a remake. In all honesty, I I think uh, even if Spielberg said no, I you know, fuck it. I mean, <laughs> all right, there you go. That's, I that's I, cool. I think I think that. With the big dumb shark movies we've gotten recently, uh, what is it, 47 Below, and um, there was another one that was really stupid. Um, the Meg? No, The Meg was just funny. And I read that book, so I had to see that movie. There was another one where um, I think she was a surfer that was trapped out in a, a bay oh, or something. Like yeah, oh, The Shallows. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that one. So, like, sharks are always, like, evil and everything like that. And in, in Jaws, it's more like the shark is a force of nature rather than, like, inherently bad. Uh, I want to see a movie like that. I want to see that remade and have like this, this Titan, this force of nature that people have to deal with um, on that same page. And this is going to be borderline sacrilege because I love these movies to death. Um, but I kind of want to see 28, we- uh, 28 weeks later or 28 days later kind of come back somehow. I mean, it's close to nearing 28 something yeah. that's, years from it that's Honestly, my answer I, Danny Boyle said he really wanted to make 28 months later for a long time now there's a trailer for it there's a trailer for 28 months later that was back in 2008 2009 um, and it makes me giggle every time and then nothing ever happened with it but like I think v- revisiting that setting would just be kind of cool okay no lie though like that sounds cool but I have like a bad taste in my mouth after watching 28 weeks I did not like that movie at all. Really? I mean, no. I think it peaked it peaks after like the opening and then it never lives up to that. Yeah, yeah, the opening was cool. But yeah, the, the, the the characters in that movie was so stupid. 
I mean, but, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that, but it's definitely one of those. Like, I just enjoy that setting so much. I'm willing to excuse dumb decisions and like, the and setting may be cool. Though, just there's certain elements that just, I can't. I'm I'm willing to excuse all the dumb and everything like that just for that particular setting. Yeah, very guilty pleasure for me. I mean, the first one is still the best in the series, although I wouldn't mind another film. Mm. Yeah, so long as it's not like two, I, I'm fine with it. Just you, you know what? Bring back uh, Thirteen Ghosts. I want to see that like <laughs> yeah, redone yeah. somehow. That'd be yeah, cool. Do, the, do another remake of it. Oh yeah, like the only thing I remember is like all the spe- DVD special features they had of it. The origin stories were cooler than the movie. Yeah, didn't like um I, I forgot his name. The guy who played Shaggy he got his back broken. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he was in that movie and uh a ghost picked him up and folded him like a cheap burrito and that happened. Oh no, that's shaggy. Yeah. He gets backbreakered. I love that movie. Yo, Scooby's <laughs> gonna be real sad when he finds out. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone see the original Thirteen Ghosts? Because it is worth a watch. It's a, a '50s movie, if I remember correctly. Actually, I have not even seen Thirteen Ghosts like completely. I oh, seen it totally in clips. Should. Oh, it's great. that's an- another one where they just like tacked on the original and the Blu-ray release for the remake, mm-hmm. and I kind of like that whole process. Uh, yeah, that should be more common, man. Like, if you go and do a remake, show the original. That way, you know, you can have both in in one place. That'd be nice. I guess they're afraid that oh, if the movie sucks, they're just gonna shit on us with the new, the old ones. I, it was really cool that uh, House of Wax and Thirteen Ghosts both did that and put it in the bonus features, which was really weird. Yeah, but it was cool. I I have another one. Have they done anything with Hellraiser at all? Mm, not recently. I don't think so. I, I think Clyde Barker said he wanted to do a new one for a long time now. Yeah, maybe they should bring that back in some way. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I'd say they should just bring back anything that's like been dormant for a really long time. Oh wait, we had one back in twenty eighteen, but there's another one coming. I wanna win, but it's it's in production. Please do not watch Judgment. It is it is not worthy of the series. <laughs> so it shall be judged based on <laughs> his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anything else, guys? Mm. Mm, right now, I got nothing. Anyone else? What else you want to see brought back? Uh, I have some. I have one more random weird pick. I will say Pumpkinhead. I don't know why, um, but I, I just want to see a new Pumpkinhead movie. That that's it. Oh yeah, isn't it where that one guy is like connected to the monster or something? Yeah. And he... Yeah, that yeah. would be that would be great actually. There, there's another one too where uh I want to see again where it's like these puppets, but I can't recall the Puppet name master? of this movie. I think that's the one where they look all funny and weird and they look different. It's like a horror movie. Couple other weird ones. Tales from the Hood. I want to see a new one? Of that. <laughs> they okay. make because that movie's fun. great. Listen, man, that movie's awesome. <laughs> All right, I will. I, I actually love that terrible movie. Well, they did make two other sequels, but they weren't that good. Oh, I never, I never saw the two others. I only saw the first one. The first one's just, it's just great stuff. Um, and then if anybody ever saw Identity in two thousand three, 
Uh, I think maybe remaking that might actually be pretty good if you get the right guy. I don't know. Mm. Oh, wait, hold on. I know one. Bring back the Boogeyman series. Yeah. Boogeyman. I feel like I've heard of that before. I was going to say, oh, wasn't there a second one not too many years ago? There's three. Okay. Yeah, the second one's the best one. Honestly, in my honest opinion. But um, it's more of like a slasher rather than um, supernatural, but that's all I'll say on it. But yeah, bring that back, man. It's been far too long. Ooh, Three killed or, the series. Or high tension. Oh, I would love another version. Nah, high tension. <laughs> yep. That's a nutty movie. Okay, I'll shut up because I can literally do this for hours. Yeah, right. We gotta go. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's all we get. Oh, um, no, I'm not done yet. Up now. I'm not oh, done, oh, I'm not done no. Yet. Oh, no. I had another one. I, I know they rebooted this or or they put Hornswoggle in for some fucking reason, but a Leprechaun, do another one. No. Y- yes. <laughs> I, I want to see another I mean, one. I want to see someone kill with a goddamn pogo stick to the chest. That'll be I mean, entertaining. Well, he said that. that midget. Well, you know, he said he wants to do another one once his kid's old enough to watch him. He, 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 he killed a woman by inflating her and she got like triple E's and I thought that was funny uh, on the uh, leprechaun thing uh, as far as the hornswoggle thing Dylan Postal is still signed on for another two leprechaun movies as of right now so if we do get another one he's unfortunately gonna still be there no I I'm surprised they haven't done like a crossover film with leprechaun you mean Leprechaun like maybe, and like Child's Play? I, I think at one point they wanted to do Leprechaun versus Candyman, yeah. but t- Tony Todd said no. Yeah, he's yeah. like, no. <laughs> Why am I fighting this like deceased imp? Like, it makes no sense. They also pitched uh, Leprechaun and Puppet Master crossover at one point, which I'm so glad did not happen. I fucking hate the Puppet Master movies. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, this game was Jack Frost uh, versus Leprechaun. Oh, Jack Frost. Oh, there have man. been so many crossover pitches for Leprechaun, and everybody just goes, uh, no. Yeah, it's a stupid idea. Like, who are you going to put a freaking midget Leprechaun against, man? Like, honestly. Uh, I, I think I have, like... Van Helsing. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I think I have, like, one more, and that's probably... Oh, what the hell is that movie called? I'm trying to recall. It was on the tip of my tongue. Uh, see no evil. Yes, I I don't mind more slashers, and I think that would be fine. Obviously, they can't get Kane because he's too busy being the governor, and that can't happen. So, but but he damn. said he was interested in coming back anyways. Though. Yeah, they'll probably th- make time somehow. Yeah, there's hope, but I I would like to see another one. I mean, I I think the first one was okay, and then the second one was bleh. But, you know, you can always try a third time. I was going to say, they're, they're all right. Um, I feel like something that might not be as bad of an idea as people have been saying it is, is maybe giving Glenn Jacobs a little bit of producer control, considering he is a horror nut. That might not be a bad idea. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, if people, if you have people that actually are fans then it's nothing wrong with a little bit of creative control. I know some fans can go way too overboard because I've seen it on Twitter, but uh, there are some fans that produce like some really good content. I, I don't, 
I think it's another podcast for another day. But I have seen like people take Jason, even though he's in court and they made this thing called like Never Hike Again. And it's a solid like indie horror movie with Jason going around killing people on YouTube. I think that was funny. Uh, so I, it, they even took the snow idea as well and they made that into a thing. That was great. Yeah, for something low budget, it's impressive. Yep. So I, I think they should probably give more control, see what happens. We need yeah. Jason X remake. I like Jason X. I'm one of the weirdos that liked it, but it's one of the best ones. Horror, in, horror in space. I, that's another topic for another day. Can we not talk about that movie at all? No, no, no. We want to talk about it. Let's talk about okay. the saving grace of Jason X, our senpai in space. <laughs> in space. And he wakes up and he smells sex and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he is. And the moment he hears that moan, he's like, "What? Who? Who's doing it?" <laughs> You know, one film I really wish had happened was Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. That would have been oh, cool. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, we were supposed to get a movie out there, right? But yeah, it turned were. into a comic series. Yeah, I think which... Bruce Campbell said it didn't happen because they didn't like the idea of Ash winning. Uh... Which, it wasn't even what he pitched either. It was, uh, if I remember right, when it was in production, originally it was Wes Craven who pitched that. So really? what a madman. Why why did the studio have such a problem with it? Shut up, that's why. <laughs> uh okay, I think we're gonna move um gonna end this now before we spark something else. I was about to say I'm I would <laughs> yeah. not go to sleep tonight and just continue discussing all this. So <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. There's so much to talk about, but uh, no, we gotta end it. All right. I, I need to eat. That's fair enough. All right. Um, okay, this is like gonna during the way. podcast. Yeah, uh, Renegade Alfred, so. All right. You can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitch at Renegade underscore Operative. And you can find me on Twitter at Ren Operative underscore. A Leo love um, uh, Alfred, so. Sir, if you don't pronounce it right, I am going to summon the R&B singer to smack you in the head. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> freaking... What are the names? Uh, who's the guy that's in jail right now? Fuck. Damn, his name escaped oh, me. Hell no. I'm not summoning R. Kelly. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm talking about the woman I'm named after. Thank you. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> my name is Aaliyah Love. You can find me at Aaliyah underscore love on both Twitch and on uh, the Tweeter bird. Um, you can also find me in the Discord. And you can find me on YouTube as Crystal Blues. Right now, still mainly uploading music. I actually haven't uploaded anything in months now, though. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram at Princess of Pink Bliss underscore. Uh, that's a lot of notes to take down. Uh, Cuddle Tom, I'll try yourself. Um, I'm not actually on anything, so don't look for me, especially if you're the cops. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we don't know him, officer. FBI, uh, knock on his door, please. All right, we're, he's got a hot head worn out for his arrest. Where, where's the weed stash at? Come on, pop <laughs> it up. It's got to at least be lemon cookies or something good. Yeah, pop show the stash, homie. All right, uh, Divic, out to yourself. Hey, Divic here, a shit post extraordinaire over on Discord. Uh, don't really share my socials or anything else because I don't use them. Uh, you're a boomer. Damn.
he is a problem. Yeah, right. To be fair, not having a social isn't a bad thing. No. Less of no. a headache to deal with. No, but he's a little boomer. In our, in our yeah, I'm going to crack a Monster Zero Energy after this. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's going to send us a message of chugging an energy drink. Oh, I hope so. Uh, uh, last, but unfortunately, on um, drill bit. Go ahead and um, actually, so yeah, you could find me on Twitter at drillbit seven seven seven. That's really the only place I'm active at, honestly. Mm-hmm. And he's on Tumblr to send. No, All right. leave his fan yeah. page on Tumblr alone. Nah. All right, and last but not least, you can find me on Twitter at Emotional Brendel, Twitch at Sir Brendel, and yeah, get the fuck out of here. Thank you all for watching. Um, I hope you, um, or listen, I hope you have a great day, night, evening, whatever time of day is for you. And yeah, um, check out your bed. Jack Frost might be there. Yeah. All right, what is, what is that horror movie where the snowman like hump people? Is that Jack Frost? Yeah, Jack, yeah that's Jack Frost. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, he was pounding down yeah. the girl in a shower or some shit. It, is oh, it, yeah. Isn't there a turkey oh, that... I remember that scene. Oh, did the turkey yeah, do it too? It's the chick from America. Oh yeah, thanks killing. Thanks killing the movie that James A. Janice will not review. Well, the third one. Yeah. Which wow. is technically the second film. 